Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Netflix book club. My name is Dennis Rooney. I'm Stephen McDonald. And uh, we're all tuned up here. Stephen's got his Red Bull and his iced coffee. I do. I also have a water. I'm hydrated as well. It's a hot day here in Brooklyn. Do you want some water? I'm okay. No water for Do you me. want a Red Bull? No, I never Would you like some iced stuff. coffee? Absolutely not. It's too late. You, you, we've been sitting. We've been talking about movies for an hour before we started this podcast. We've covered all the Fast and the Furious films. Uh, we just started talking about what were we just talking about? Mad Max. Mad Max. And uh, you never offered me a drink throughout any of those. That's because you're. I consider you a, a close friend, and would not feel bad. It like my attitude is like just if you come into my house and opened your refrigerator and you opened my refrigerator and just took something. I was gonna help I myself. Might, to if it's a, a if it's an individual thing like a Red Bull or something like that, it's that moment where it's like, well, just ask. Just be right. like, is this cool? And I'd be like, yeah. But like, if you could just walked into my house and grab some iced coffee, like I wouldn't care. I was gonna just help myself to a glass of water, but your your sink is so full of dishes. I don't know if I could get the cup underneath the spout, so I just passed on it. Yeah, I didn't do the dishes <laughs> ever. Well, no, I was gonna do the dishes this morning, and then uh, and then I watched the movie, and then it was a little bit late. And what I didn't want to have happen was that the dishwasher was still running when you got here. True. And it would be all noisy and stuff. Wouldn't it be great if you had a, a robotic mother to do those dishes for you? This no. week, everybody, we're gonna no. be talking about <laughs> <laughs> Netflix original sci-fi. Movie I Am Mother, directed by Grant Sputor. Maybe Sputore? I don't know. I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, Starring Rose Byrne as the voice of Mother, uh, Clara Rugard as the daughter. Why does Mother sound like that? Mother. I am Mother. I am going to try and speak like Mother throughout this entire podcast. Are you not pleased? But go on. Podcast. Um, (laughs) And we got, this is the big name. This is the big get for this film. Yeah. H. Swank, Hilary Swank, the million dollar baby herself. Playing. She's uh, my assumption is is that she's the re- she's the reason this got made probably this or at least this is the reason that it got uh that it got like onto, like as a Netflix ne- original as a Netflix original picked up as a Netflix like original bought. um yeah because this is like a Australian independent it, film, yeah this is an it? Australian independent and it looks really good for an independent film um I think it's t- about time for our favorite segment uh yes I think that I would like to know what your uh worst way to describe this movie is. What's, What's the worst way to describe this movie? Oh yeah. All right. This is this, here's here's the thing with the playing this game of like worst way to describe a movie or awful way to describe a movie is that when you like the movie uh-huh. it's harder to make fun of it. Uh-huh. So not to jump the gun, but obviously I, I it's clear that I like this movie, but if I had to say one awful way to describe this movie. This, this is like this is like if Chappie was really really sweet and this spoiled brat bitch of a kid wouldn't just trust her and listen to her even though she's been infallible through her entire existence. That's that's how I see this film. <laughs> I'm on the robot side in this movie. Well, how would you how would you describe this film? Uh, my so I actually just have a um, I just have an alternate title to describe this movie. Okay, uh, which is Kurt Cameron presents Planned Parenthood the movie. <laughs> Kurt, who is that dude again? Like I know who he is, and I know why the joke is. Kurt funny. Cameron is he was on Growing Pain. He's and an actor. now he is, and a then he's a he's a hardcore uh, right wing um, Christian. 
And he's here to save the world, right? Isn't that something? And well, in? and he acts in a lot of movies. Uh, like he still does a ton of acting, uh, and they are all like Christian film movies. They all have heavy-handed Christian morals and heavy-handed Christian talking points, Ugh. and it's all. He did a movie like Fireproof, and he did. He's done stuff in. He's done a bunch of stuff in the Left Behind universe. Though Nicolas Cage then made a Left Behind movie. We watched that. We film. watched that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> Neither do I. But um, but yeah, I just there was a moment in this where I was like, I feel like this is what like right wing conspiracy theorists think liberals are going to turn every is like is like. If the liberals are at the wheel, yeah, this like is what's going to This is what's going to come if liberals are at the wheel. Yeah, which um, um, here's a here's a proper way to describe the movie. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Although. Or they think this is what Planned Parenthood is actively doing right yes, now. Yes, this is what's going on two floors down <laughs> underneath every Planned Parenthood building. Uh, so there has been some sort of uh, extinction level event on Earth, and uh, we are presented with a uh, robot who ra- who microwaves a baby, microwaves a fetus. <laughs> Once he put a fetus in a microwave bowl, I was like, this is, I am on board for this movie. I could not. And I st- it was fascinating, though, how it puts the fetus in the microwave. Still takes 24 hours to cook a baby. Can you believe that? I mean. All this science and they got it 24 hours? I mean, I think that you're, you know, like, <laughs> what I wrote down, what I wrote down <laughs> in my notes. <laughs> what I wrote down in my notes was, was they have freeze-dried babies. <laughs> Just and water. I said they are—they're just like the dinosaurs that used to get at the grocery store that you would put in water and they would get bigger. Look, <laughs> look, like, honey. It's, like, it's yeah, like, but they—but it's not fast. Like they—like I remember when I was a kid, and there were two kinds of things that you could buy from the grocery store. One of them was the—they looked like gel capsules. Okay. They looked like medicine. I don't know what any of this is. I had video games, so I didn't have to buy toys <laughs> from the supermarket. They were there were <laughs> these toys, and they still exist. Um, and there were two different kinds, and what it, uh, what they say on the packages is that you put them in water and they expand into like a toy, like it like they get bigger. Right. Um, one of them, not better, just not just better, bigger. just bigger. <laughs> they usually got worse, but <laughs> one of them was they. It was like this pack, this blister pack almost of like they looked like uh, it looked like medicine. They looked like little gel caplets, and what you would do is is that when you put them in water, the gel caplet would dissolve. And then what was packed inside the thing was a sponge, and it looked like it was like in the shape of like a dinosaur. So in the water, it would expand rapidly, and kind of like a dinosaur would just be like, and it would come out. Making dinosaurs. And and then as a little kid, and I'm talking like four or five, mm-hmm. um, you know, 15, 16, yeah, whatever, sure. How, however, 23. Entertaining but is entertaining. You, yeah, entertaining is entertaining. And, and those ones, they had some excitement to them because when they got wet, they really did like expand out and it like, <laughs> it became a toy. I love how you're trying to sell this that it was toy. genuinely entertaining. You're like, no, 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 but these ones, they, they blew up real fast. Well, you know, no, like because they would absorb also, the water. Because like, you know when you hold a, a dried sponge <laughs> underneath a flowing faucet and the sponge gets woo, real big? Yeah, wow, like that. We're, this is hot stuff. We're hot cooking stuff. with grease now. <laughs> But I think the reason why I'm defending it is because it's a very stupid toy. But at the same time, when you're like four or five and your mom spends the 50 cents to buy the thing. Yes. It's a big deal. You know what my thing was? Because you don't get them all the time. For 50 cents? What? The sticky hand. Yes. Stringy sticky hand thing. Which uh, the stringy sticky hand thing was not present in the film. But the baby's just add water dinosaur thing. Pretty much that's how the film opens. Because there's a second one. There's a second kind of toy. That it looks like a little toy dinosaur, and it'll be like uh, an inch. 
and then when you put it in water, it grows to be like five inches. Oh, okay. But the thing is, is that it doesn't grow to be five inches quickly. You put it in water, and it grows to be five inches over like 12 hours. <laughs> so it's not enjoyable for so a child. So mom and dad would lock me in my room for yeah, the day. Yeah, and I would have to, I would, I, the part of it was that I had to stare at the thing for the whole 12 hours to absorb what was going on and understand it. Every Sunday, except for once every six months, they let me watch paint dry. That was yeah. the big special treat. <laughs> so, uh, Chappie microwaves that sounds, this That baby. sounds actually real. Like, Probably. you're Irish and from Long Island. Oh, that yeah. sounds real. We're going to watch the paint dry today, guys. Two coats. Chappie microwaves a baby into existence, and uh, we are presented through a... That's one thing I love about this movie. Great pacing. We got right into it, and they show this kid going from infant to toddler, to small child. Basically, where we wind up uh, with the final actress playing the girl, the daughter, throughout the film. Uh, and she's just a teenager now. And it's just her and her robotic mother. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start us off with a heavy stream. I was a big fan of this movie. I I liked it top to bottom. I really don't even have any complaints about it. Or, li- or at least off the top of my head, I don't. We'll see. Once yeah. we start picking it apart, there might be a few things. But... Very well paced, very well acted. Maybe Hilary Swank was a little over the top at times, even for a uh, refugee survivor. Yeah. But the the person who voiced, who, who was mother? Rose Byrne, who's a very good actress, actually. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She did so much just as a voice through the robot. And even yeah. the robot, the guy who acted as the robot. You don't think they had her in a mocap suit? Running around? No, it was somebody else. It was a I'm dude. Kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I thought at first I thought it was though, because I just saw the one name from other. Was like, holy shit, that's really like her. But I I love this movie. I thought it was great. Um. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Don't stream it. Wow. Yeah. I just uh, we'll get into it. I think that if you, I I will say this. I'm gonna do a caveat. If I have a, if if it's the our if it's our simple pass fail. Yes, no, mm-hmm. tell somebody to watch this or don't. I say don't stream it. Okay. If you like sci-fi, if you're like a big fan of just random sci-fi, stream it. Sure. Like it's worth it if you're into sci-fi. But if it's kind of the thing, like I'm right at the edge on the on the thing that is like, I would not tell some random person to watch this movie. I would. This is my go-to That's suggestion film probably for the next week or so. Yeah, I I would not suggest this movie to random people. <laughs> Especially because no one wanted to watch Bob Lazar after I started ranting and raving about UFOs after last <laughs> week's episode. So I got a, something a little <laughs> more accessible would be good. But uh, Okay, cool. Well, we're going to hit the break and we'll come back and figure out why Dennis is wrong. This facility was designed to give humanity a second chance. One that began with you. Daughter. The world outside is lifeless. But I made you into the woman that you are so that we could do this together. And we're back. All right. Listen, a lot of things happen in this movie. A lot of mother-daughter relationship things. Uh, And even for a robot... Mm-hmm. So many eerie similarities between, even though she's also acting as a teacher and authoritarian. How would you? How would you know? How would I know what? The, the, the interpersonal relationships of a mother and daughter. Because I watch it in media a lot. Listen, I know as a straight white male, I'll never understand the intricacies of a mother-daughter relationship. Simultaneously, but. simultaneously in your family, you have like nine boys. 
There's there's a lot of dudes in my family, in my immediate family, but I have a lot of I have like sixty cousins, so there's plenty of women in there. And okay, I've also fine. seen plenty of family. Go films. on, go on. So one thing though that I loved is uh the first thing that this girl the first thing that we see her hide from her mother uh mm-hmm. is that this human refugee has she's let her into the airlock and she lies about it and she kind of sends her mother away, distracts her in that moment. And uh it was just funny to me. It reminded me of like hiding like dirty clothes or something or like drugs from your parents what what's yeah. the biggest thing or what's a crazy thing that you've had to hide from your parents in the past oh man or that you eventually got caught with too because that's a good one if you if you oh, managed to hide man. it for a while and then get caught uh i think man my mom's probably gonna listen to this um <laughs> let's see uh the the only I I didn't hide a ton of stuff when I was a kid. I feel like porn got hidden, just like hard copies. Yeah, hard copy porn. When you grew up yeah. in the seventies, hard. No, copy this is porn? a big. This is a big discussion that's uh that I actually had that I ha- had at work one time uh-huh. when I was working at Fatherly, and it became a large discussion. Was uh. There was an. Did you ever find porn in the woods? Yeah, everybody's found porn. That's in the, the woods. thing. That's a, yeah, everybody's found porn in the woods. And to and there's an entire generation now that will never find porn in the woods. But well, they're still making hard copy porn. They're still out making there. hard copy porn. Is it winding but like, up in the woods? I don't. Is go it to the winding woods up anymore. in the woods? I don't know. But we should as go. a kid, <laughs> <laughs> Netflix book club satellite operation, porn hunt, investigative journalism. No, but like we used to find porn every once in a while in the creek by my like like near the creek by my house. We had a little uh, a little creek by my house, and there were some woods, and we used to find porn there. And so I feel o- like Old Beaver Creek stuff like that got hidden every once. Oh, in a while. Oh come on. <laughs> Okay, roll over. I wasn't, God, I wasn't like paying attention. Were, I missed were, the joke okay. completely. I wasn't sure it if you were blocking me out. I, no, I just, I just didn't listen. What was it? Beaver but, Creek? Uh, okay. But I, in my head, I was thinking, no, it was Nimishillen Creek. Like, it wasn't even... Nimishillen Creek. It's, it's a name. That's Apache for beaver. Uh, yes. <laughs> but um, we... Uh, like, I had stuff like that. As I got older, uh, there were... There were very... Like, like, once I was in college, uh, when I'd come home from college there would be uh a reason like a small amount of hiding drugs yeah but i was barely hiding drugs like i was it was one of those moments where it was like i'm just gonna put the weed in this part of my backpack yeah like it was it wasn't really like super hiding right um, hold on wait i have a question so you would actually bring the porn from the woods though back to your house no no, no i just mean like i was hiding it like out in the world. Oh, okay. like we would take it and then like put it somewhere. Oh, you guys would stash it in the woods. Yeah, we no, no, like like we would find porn in the woods and then we would stash it in our own places because <laughs> we wanted to come back to it. You'd go foraging for porn, and pretty then much, and then you you know you had your there hunters and your gatherings. There were definitely like like days as a as like. All right, guys. A 8 a.m. tomorrow, Beaver Creek. <laughs> I mean, late. no, like seriously, there were days where I think like when I was like 13 years old where it was like all I'm doing today is trying to find porn. That's fucking hilarious to me. Like, Didn't you have internet at 13? Uh, we did, but there was also something uh, like like there was something about the the, the activity yeah. and the... There was there was something about the activity of it. There was something about I mean, like it was just like you're just you're also outside and just like getting exercise, traipsing around. You're not just being a little 
pervert yeah. in the dark in the basement? No. I'm going to be a pervert. I'm going to be a pervert in somebody's backyard somewhere. <laughs> but uh but the the only time that I was hiding something from my mom, which this I just wanted to, I, it barely relates, but I just want to tell this story because yeah. I love it. No, let's hear it. And I hope that my mom is listening because she has no idea this happened. He's a good kid, all right. I I'm sober now, so just you know, <laughs> I feel good about that. I can attest to this. What happened was was that I was uh, I was home from college for the summer, and I was. Uh, I wanted to get drunk, and when I was growing up, there was n- there was no alcohol in my house. There was like maybe a stray bottle of like white wine for cooking, right? But there was like no beer, no wine in my or anything, in, or liquor in my house. And when I got older, my mom ended up. My brothers gifted her a bottle of Ciroc vodka. What? They it was like she had started drinking Cosmos with her friends, kind of thing. It was like is that P Diddy's brand? We were we were out of. I have no idea. But they had they had given her like a nice bottle of vodka to make Cosmos with, mm-hmm. and I was home and there was like half a bottle of Ciroc left, and so what I did was was that I was like I knew that my other friend who lived in town had a bottle of like really terrible vodka like forty proof like plastic bottle terrible vodka yeah and so my plan was I'm going to. Drink the Ciroc. The high get, shelf stuff. I'm going to drink the Ciroc. I'm going to get drunk tonight. Tomorrow I'm going to get this bottle from CJ. And then I'm going to fill up the the Ciroc the back to where it was. And in between, I'm just going to fill it with water. Because right. it wasn't frozen. It was just sitting in a cupboard. Uh-huh. And uh, so I get drunk. I go to sleep. I wake up the next day hungover. And it's like noon. And my mom has a bunch of friends from her work over. Oh, no. And they are all having Cosmos. Oh, no. And they're all, like, talking about how the Cosmos were great. And it was really, really good. It was all water. Everything that was in their bottle, that was in their drinks was water. But no one noticed. But nobody noticed. And then that entire thing of Ciroc was gone. I bet bet they did. But it's like, but there was no vodka in any of that. And that's one of those like hiding moments that was like that I find to be very very funny. I I had plenty of those. Plenty of you know, fill it up with water or dilute it. You know, this whiskey looks really light brown compared to the dark brown it originally was. One time, this was such a motherly thing. Um, Yeah. What did you? Well, wait. What did you hide? Pretty much. Not porn. I was uh, porn was uh, straight to the uh, computer for me, even yeah. from a young age. I mean, I'd see it out in the wild, in the forest, but I was never yeah. like I would, wouldn't even want to pick it up because I was like, a, it's probably covered in semen, but b, it was legit covered in dirt. I'm like, it's yeah. filthy, you know. But definitely hiding alcohol, definitely hiding drugs, or being drunk or high. Uh, I'll never forget this one time. I think it had to be like eleventh, eleventh grade. I'd say maybe tenth grade. But uh, get out of school, meet up with my friends. And this is just, we would just walk around town and smoke, you know, just smoke pot. Yeah. So we're getting ready. We're rolling up and blah, blah, blah. It's a great day. I get a call on my cell phone. It's my mom. She's home from work early. I said, okay. She hits me. She goes, can I just ask you something? I said, yeah, what's up? She goes, you love me, right? And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, what a mother opening. <laughs> also, the guilt, the Irish guilt being teed up right now. She goes, do you love me? I go, yeah, of course. And I immediately know something's wrong. You know what I mean? You don't just... I go, yeah. yeah, of course I love you. What do you mean? She goes, you wouldn't you wouldn't lie to me? I said, no, why would I, I have nothing to lie about? And I know something's up, but at the same time, I really didn't have much to hide as a kid. So I'm like, yeah. what the fuck could this be? And I'm starting yeah. to get terrified. She goes, 
You're not like running a like a yeah. like a dog fighting <laughs> ring in your backyard I'm or something. I'm not running a baby fight club in the wee hours of the yeah. morning in the living room, you know. But she she goes, I found a bottle of Devil Springs, an empty bottle of Devil Springs in your sock drawer. What is Devil Springs? Devil Springs. I'm sorry, you as the former alcoholic don't know this. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Devil Springs is 160 proof vodka. Oh. That says on the bottle, like, do not drink straight, yeah. must dilute. Yep. And it's really, there's no, back in the day when you were just going for, uh, you're going for a lot of oomph. We'd say, yeah, grab the Devil Springs. This way we can get fucked up fast or whatever. But nowadays, yeah. as an adult, I look at that and I'm like, why? who would ever buy that? I don't I don't know. Even for a drunk, it's like, that shit is serious I mean, the only, reason, the only reason to buy something like that is, like, to use to light it on fire. Uh, cool, cool story about it. One night we're drinking like Devil's <laughs> Springs and we're sitting around a campfire. We're never going to get to this movie. Nope. My buddy trying to be cool takes a shot of it straight and he swallows it. It stays down for yeah. about five seconds okay. and then he throws up into the fire and the fire goes, whoa, that's a terrible thing. That's, you don't throw it up into the fire. Never throw it up into the fire. So what didn't you like about this movie, Stephen? Um, I just... Uh, it, it it just never like it never settled in where I gave a shit. Yeah, that was my thing. Uh, it's not it's not poorly made. It's it's well made. It's well paced. I just didn't care. Um, there was something about there. There were two things that I had. There there were two things off the bat that I just had a really big problem with. Okay. Um. One of them was, in all honesty, that there was one robot. Why, in God's name, would you build a gigantic facility that needs upkeep and needs all these different things to protect the end of the world, that's going to bring around kids, and your plan is one robot, one kid, let's go. Like, why wouldn't you Can I explain that have one? a series of robots and a series of kids going on? I, I was plagued I was plagued by questions like that, too, because yeah. something like this could go wrong very easily. And my moment where, like, my kind of question that started blowing apart the movie at the seams was when they hide, uh, the daughter manages to hide Hillary Swank's character. And that mother, who's pretty much omniscient, it seems, at any other point in the film, uh-huh. uh doesn't realize that there's another human on board. You know what I mean? I was almost surprised that she didn't know that, that there was a mouse on board originally. Yeah. Um, but I'll argue this. Since obviously, and listen, there's spoilers coming. Obviously, later on, when we find out that Mother isn't just this one robot, but actually the AI that controls like all the all robots. robots. Um, and we see that she's like now starting to get the world ready for what could be this new wave of humans to repopulate and stuff. Yeah. This is a classic tale of robot wants the best for you, but the best for you is horrifying. And <laughs> is it really the best? Well, for she you? also caused the the mass the extinction. Mass, the mass extinction. Yeah, um, because she. But it was for the best, though. Don't you get no, that? No, like I understand. I understand that. But my point being is that she needed time to get the Earth ready to yes. repopulate and stuff. That she was like, I'll just do this one at a time instead of having ten of us in here doing ten at a clip. You know. I I get that. Or that's my here's it away my anyway. here's my problem is that the movie tips its hand in a title card five minutes in. Talk about this because I have pissed me off. Say it. It's that they like at, as the girl has grown up 
it's they they do a thing at the very beginning that's like you know one minute from disaster like one second from disaster and mother wakes up mother robot wakes yeah. up zero humans and zero humans and she's making a human and then you see the girl grow up and then it says like eighteen thousand hours later thirteen thousand days or thirteen thousand yeah, yeah that's one. what it is thirteen thousand days later and I'm like. This is a very simple math problem to <laughs> realize on. that this girl is not old enough. <laughs> like, why well, uh, did you do that? I'm watching this movie late last night with my brother, and that title card comes up. And he looks at me and goes, 13,000 days, how long is that? And I go, I don't know, man, long enough to be a teenager, relax. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on in the movie, like, I kind of start thinking about it. I'm like, no, that's like 30 years old. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like 30. But I think we enjoyed it a lot more because we didn't think too no, hard no, about that. No, no, I understand. That, I, but you're my right. Problem was, my problem was, was that I was on my phone. I saw the thing come up. I went, that's too long. And then I did you math. did the math. <laughs> I just pulled out the calculator. And I did the math. And I went, she's not old enough. And, and what I, <clears throat> you know what I was mad about? Because this is what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Was, and I would have liked the movie more if this is what happened, is I thought Hillary Swank was going to be the first girl. Oh, yeah. I did think that was possible, too, that they were getting the boot. Until thought, we saw the skeletons, though. Well, but, like, I thought, and I think it would have been a better movie, if it was everybody that's in the mine used to be in this place. And 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 so it's like they've tried boys, they've tried girls, they've tried these different, and but she just keeps kicking them out. Where it's like once they get to a certain age, either she kicks them out or the entire thing is, is that it's built to, to you get somebody up to a certain age and then they make the decision to leave. Mm. And what I thought it was going to be was, was that Hillary Swank left or got kicked out and then came back because she realized there's another kid and I'm going to save that wanted kid. Wanted to try to get the kid out. And wanted to try to get the kid out. And that would have made me happier because it just would have been one of these things that's like... It would have had it would have had more gravity to the reveal that it was a different girl, that it would have been like, it would have been the moment where it's like the where it's like the main girl, like, finds out that there's these other babies that have gone missing, yeah, and then have Hillary Swank re- like appear behind her in that moment and be like, it was me, <laughs> like I was the first, like I'm your it was sister, me. H Swank. Well, but it's that moment where it's like I'm your big sister, like. We are both from this, mm-hmm. and I'm here to save you and get you out of this. I think that then because I feel like there would have been more gravity in just like in in that moment of like a girl who has been alone without human contact her entire life now who wants a baby brother or siblings or a big family finds out she's got a family, yeah, finds out that there is this person. And whether that person is flawed or not, she's going to go with her because that's her family. And that would have, like, driven it home for me that, like, oh, beautiful threading of the needle. And had they not done the – had they just not done the title card and then done that, I think I would have been completely in on this movie and telling everybody to watch it because it would have been this nice reveal of this moment where it's like, no, I was the first. Like, I was the first one who went through this and I got kicked out. And then there were others, and that's where all these other people came from. But I'm back to save you, my sister. Come with me; we are family. I think I think it would be cool. And I I know you're 
you're very much always coming from a storytelling perspective, which I don't have as much of a grasp on as you. But I think that because because both of us had that inkling where it's like, oh, is Hillary Swank going to be one of yeah. these former kids? Because that's right around the time where, at least for me, the math is kicking in, and I'm like, something's awry here. Yeah. However, I love the fact that it wasn't that, and it became this thing where I legit did not know. Like I didn't have the movie figured out until it was until it was over. When they when Hillary Swank brings her and she shows her like, yeah, I don't even live in the mines. Like this is where I live. That I was that thing I was that was a cool by. turn. That um, was that was an interesting turn. And then the thing of 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 the of mother showing up there. That was fucking bad. And being like, you're supposed to, you were allowed to live. Like yeah, because I needed you to I play a role you in this. To play a role in this. And the kind of thing that's like the interesting kind of moment where it's like the mother robot was never the one that the title's about. Yeah, that it's like the girl. Well, it it is works the for mother. a bunch of people. Well, but like that's what that is to me at least. That's what the ending is supposed to be. Is that it's like the entire re- like it's it's like the robot was never supposed to raise an entire family of people. The robot was supposed to get one woman. To the place where she would be the mother, be the of, mother yeah, of all the, of those, the matriarch, the matriarch of all of those kids. Do you think that uh, that Hillary Swank's character did the right thing, or that she did wrong by the daughter's character and lying to get her there? Um, I'm kind of like even still after the movie, knowing that the uh, that mother, the robot, did such horrible things, and other than causing the mass extinction. And other than killing, murdering, other than these killing kids, everybody, like, you know, kind of did see the big picture and was trying to do right by at least this character, by at least this. No, daughter. I mean it. It did like it did a very sweet thing in it that was the kind of like Skynet like thing where it's like I'm gonna repopulate. I'm gonna like right. I like to save the world. I need to kill humanity, and then it's like, but I'm gonna repopulate with like this program this plan uh-huh. um i mean like i it's it's an interest it's, it's one of those things it's like it's an interesting concept it's an interesting thing i just didn't particularly love all of the twists and turns that were in it if i show up to hillary swank's shipping container and she's like there's no mine i'm killing her on the spot and taking all her corn and going back to mother and being like i'm so sorry i ever doubted you it's okay um, child Come I here. mean, like, I think that I think that you, at the age you are now, would. But like, I don't know whether you would have. She, you do you like think she 13. had any combat training? No, she was a dancer. She was a dancer. I definitely had a moment. I put it down on my notes where it was. Uh, I was watching, and what I wrote down was uh, was the dancing the, never came around. You thought no, there was going to be some I, big dance sequence. No, what I wrote was the robot is a ballet mom. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like she's just grilling her all the time, but yeah. also it's that thing that's like ballet is not something you just you just pick up to be that good at without a mom right. standing by being like no yeah. do this no do that tiger mom stuff. um yeah like she's a crazy tiger mom uh which I thought was really funny but there's I mean there's a bunch of different things that like as they get into the outside world were outside world looked really cool. Outside world looked cool, but at the same time, I was confused as to like. Uh, there were I had issues with some of the stuff where it was like, "Don't tell me there's a contagion," and then have like, the Earth not look right. 
that could be different things. So the road, everything looks dead, but there's no uh, like there's no virus that's killed everybody. You know what I mean? It's just the earth is dying. It seems. No, I know, but like right outside where they come out is this mm-hmm. weird like misty swamp, dead yeah. forest thing that looks like a nuclear bomb has gone off, and like a lot of the stuff just it doesn't. It doesn't read. What it reads to me is like crazy World War Three, mm-hmm. not viral contagion that killed everyone. Yeah, but I mean, she's fooling a daughter who has no concept other than the things that, like the ideas well, but that I mothers put in What her I head, couldn't figure know? out is, is, is was the like the contagion was a fake thing? Yeah, but was it a fake thing? No, it was a fake thing. Definitely a fake thing. So the, there was uh, no contagion ever. I don't. Well, no, there was no contagion as like far she as she killed everybody. But like, well, how? they never they never say what the extinction level event that's, was. That's my thing is is that it's you like, want the backstory in full. I mean, it's not that I want the backstory in full, but like because Hillary Swank's character shows up something. and she's like, "What about the contagion?" She's like, "What are you talking about?" Which, yeah. if she was a survivor, she would remember obviously the reason why the world's like that. But yeah, interesting that Hillary Swank never even told the daughter like. Contagion? No. What? You were raised here? Listen, this is what's happened actually outside. Yeah. Uh, but she never does. And uh, especially, well, hold on. Okay. So Mother winds up, we see throughout the film she gets more and more omniscient, omnipotent. She knows exactly what's going on in every way, which clears up problems I had in the beginning because she reveals. She's like, I knew all along. What are you talking about? She like replays a line of dialogue back to, uh, to the woman. Do you have a crazy moment of your mother or father pulling the like i knew all along moment whether it was something you were hiding or a surprise i had i had this happen recently so i've uh i had to move back home recently i've been living at home just just in the interim before i move out i'm moving at the end of this month now but i was so defensive i know i'm very defensive (laughs) about living with my parents for a little while but i was under the impression that i was moving out August 1st, but I had a miscommunication with my landlord. It's actually September 1st. Yeah. So I had to come home one day and tell my parents, like, listen, I'm sorry, but I'm going to be living here for another month. I told my dad, and then I happened to not see my mom for like three days. Yeah. And then when I saw her, she hit me with this. She goes, you excited to move out? Moving day's right around the corner, huh? Oh, God. And I had to go, oh, oh, man, I kind of thought you would have heard by now. Well, like, actually, I had to push it back a month. I'm going to be here for another four weeks. And she was like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that's no problem. That's fine. You know, space, but you're not a bother. <laughs> Three hours later, I was like, I was like, you definitely knew, didn't you? She was like, oh, absolutely. I was just making you say it. Yeah. And uh, that's, some re- that's some real mom shit to just um, let you sit in it, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I've had, I, I've definitely had moments where my parents... My parents knew what was going on, or they knew things were like weird, but never like I've had job situation stuff where my parents were like, "Don't know why you stayed there." Yeah. Like after the fact, they like didn't tell me at the time. It was more like we're not gonna, like, we're gonna tr- withhold. It was our yeah, like we're gonna withhold our opinion. Yeah. type of stuff. Which, like, in hindsight, I kind of wish that they had just been, like... You could have used the shove. I could have I used the shove. <laughs> it's when you're in a bad relationship and everyone's um, trying to be respectful by not saying anything, and then someone's finally like, hey, man, what are you doing? Well, like, and I definitely think that, like, my parents have had the same type of thing as me and my brothers have grown up with relationships, where we've been in relationships, and my parents have definitely had moments where they're like, I don't understand what the hell yeah. you're doing, but, like, okay. <laughs> like, like, they'll love us anyways, but, yeah. like, at the same time, they're kind of like, 
Okay. And then once you're out of it, they're like, wow, what the yeah, fuck like, were you thinking? <laughs> what was that? Like, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, most of the time, like, you know, my parents, they, they know stuff's going on, but also my parents were the type of people, like, you know, especially as I was growing up. I mean, once you, once I'm, once I was older, like, of, like, I, I have tons of stuff that my parents don't know about. But a lot of it is just because I'm just not talking to him about it. Right. Like, it's either not important or it's not a thing. Like, my, when I was, when I was doing, when I was drinking and doing a bunch of drugs, that was like, like, they knew that I was drinking some and they, like, you know, my brothers had drank with me and, like, been around me if I smoked weed. But it was a surprise to them when I was like, yeah, I'm getting sober. I got a problem. Like yeah. to them, that was like, that was like, oh, like, they weren't like, know. thank God we've known along. They were like, oh, they were, they were a little bit like, oh, I didn't know. And, uh, and the funny thing is, is that was my there a moment where, when they had that reaction where you're like, I still had it all together. Still put your stuff. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have it all together in any capacity, right. but <laughs> I just wasn't in the same place as them. Right. I physically, I physically wasn't near them. And I think that's the thing that like that kept me from from just crumbling in front of them was simply that I wasn't I wasn't in the same my dog is freaking out next to me. She just desperately wants pets right now. And I'm having a hard time I don't want her to knock the computer off the table. Daughter needs but, pets. Yeah. But uh but no, my parents have never really done like done that type of thing where it's like they knew something was they knew something, and then they just kind of like trapped me in it. Yeah. Um, no, this is my parents, I guess, <laughs> and and mother in this film. Mother no, was think, a masterful trapper a in this of, film. I think that's a lot of parents, but also like I grew up a little bit. I grew up a little bit country, a little like, bit rock and roll. I think it was. I mean, like it was a little bit country, <laughs> in the sense that's like I lived in. Like I lived in suburbia, but I kind of lived in the edge of suburbia, like close to the middle. Like we were a we were a. Um, we were a like planned community suburbia type mm-hmm. thing, and when we first moved in, everything around us was cornfields and soybeans. Uh, but we were like a suburban community in the middle of right. cornfields and soybeans. And then as I got older, um, all of those cornfields and soybeans turned into housing complexes. Right. But, uh, but like. There was an there was an edge to it. It's kind of like when we were talking about Stranger Things a few episodes ago. Is that it's like eventually you pass the last house and then it's just you got to stretch. Well, but it's like you got to stretch. But also, it's one of those things. It's like by by the time I was probably like twelve or thirteen, like my parents might want to know where I'm going, mm-hmm. but like the like I could go wherever. Yeah. Like I could. I ended up. I ended up. You know, seven, eight, nine miles away from my house on a bike. Right. With my friends, and and then we're like, let's shoot off fireworks into the trees. Like it's a, like like they have no clue what we're doing, and I got a lot of freedom that way. And I had a lot of friends that weren't like that, okay. where it was like, and especially once I turned sixteen, it was just kind of like my mom and dad had the attitude that was just like, well, you you can tell us you're going wherever, but like we also know that like once you, you're gone, once you're gone, who says that you went and did that? Yeah. And so, like, why don't you just be honest with us about what you're doing in the sense that it's like, yeah, we're going there and then I have no idea. And then make good choices. Yeah. Like, they taught us to, they tried to teach me and my brothers to make better choices. Did they ever ask you, like, like, if five people come in and they all need surgery, but you can only perform on one, but also 
the fourth out of the fifth could save it. That was very. I thought it was really cool how they your parents involved didn't, that. Your parents didn't sit you down and have that talk. No, I didn't. I never had any philosophy growing up. Oh, my man, philosophy no. growing up was like if you have that nothing was, nice to say. That was like I mean, in my family, we had like a weekly thing about where we would all sit down and have discussions about who you would need to murder in whatever situation You're to lying. have the best outcome. It was a big thing in my family. You had me for a second. I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you were going to genuinely say like we would sit down and we would discuss. We would discuss Nietzsche. I still don't know. What I'm saying that no. Right. Me and my family was like was. It was literally. Like how many Robin Williams quotes <laughs> or George Carlin quotes or Eddie Izzard quotes. Can you just keep throwing around or, in a circle? Or once it was on the air West Wing or I never watched whatever. That. Is that it's like how many quotes can I fit into a conversation at one time and never discuss my feelings? It sounds like you could have used a robot mother. This robot mother was very attentive. No, my mother was this is the thing, my mom. Like my parents are great. Uh-huh. They're wonderful people who have, you know, they worked really hard to raise us. They, Better than mother, they though? Did, they did their absolute, they did their best. Just say they weren't um, as good as mother. Right now, your mom's listening. Say the robot in this movie is a better mother than your mother. I, I disagree. Your mother has never committed mass genocide for your, <laughs> yeah, for your benefit. I'm pretty fine with that. Mm. I don't know. It It'd be hard like for me to reconcile my mother's mass genocide. <laughs> Sounds like you're an afterthought. Just saying. Did mother get what she wanted? Um, yeah, right? Ultimately, she did, right? No, my, uh, mother got what she wanted, but the question that I would have is, did she have wants to begin with? She's programmed. Well, she's an AI, right? So she can develop wants and feelings. Did she, though? I think she did. She caused the <laughs> extinction level event. <laughs> you gotta have. You gotta want it if you're gonna kill everybody. <laughs> you gotta really want it. Steven. I mean, she missed some people. She there did. were some people in. How the did mines. she miss? Does it count as an extinction level event then? If there's survivors, that's that's the most minutia bullshit. I don't care about. I like this movie a lot. I'd love to see a prequel to it, honestly, and see how Mother got into. You know, they explain just enough, which is, I think, a hallmark of good sci-fi, where they kind of leave you with questions, and f- you could fill in the blanks if you want. Yeah. Um, like even there were a couple times. There were a couple times throughout it where I was sitting and going, "Did anything happen at all outside? At all? Well, yeah. That's pretty early on. I think they start posing. You know, is mother not who she says she is? Imagine at one point, mother pulls off her head. <laughs> it's a human, <laughs> mother. Uh, no, like I think pretty early on you realize that it's the HAL 9000 thing where it's like, does this thing have my best yeah. interest in mind? Is it going to k- kill me at any moment? Yeah. But I also think that it remained debatable throughout a lot of the film until till like the very end. And even after the end, there's going to be some people like me who think Mother did the right thing. Maybe she could have let Hillary I, Swank survive. I don't know why she had to murder her. Well, because she was done with her. Yeah, I know. But why? You know, let her live. She's done. She's going to repopulate Earth they anyway. Need, they don't need her. I guess. Kill her. She was only allowed to live. You know what my brother said? My what? brother was like, I didn't take that as her killing her. I think he was just locking her in. I what? was like, locking her in with herself? What are you talking about? Just, what are they, just, <laughs> they were just going to have tea? Like <laughs> We're going to sit down and talk about this. We're going to sit down and have some canned cream corn that I salvaged out of this thing? I noticed that too. So much corn um, in that trailer. She's like, we have everything here. Look at all this corn. <laughs> all these other... <laughs> containers around us nothing but corn baby i mean yeah i think that the whole thing was i i do have the question 
that because uh, I wrote it down. I wrote it down this though. I also did write. I wrote in caps uh, on my piece of paper. Once Hillary Swank showed up and she started praying and she had her little cross, I wrote in caps. They finally have Jesus. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. <laughs> it um, only took all of this. And then the but the thing is is that like i i had this i had this feeling in the middle of it where i was like uh i wonder whether this is like a thing that's happening oh like taking human embryos and treating them like seeds in a store i don't, I don't even mean like human embryos but it's just one of those things that's like i think i think that the 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 ridiculous thing to me is which I know that there's like a fight in conspiracy theory circles about the entire thing is that it's like the ridiculous thing to me is is that the people who are in the underground bunker are not religious at all and the people that are outside the bunker are because I feel like in our modern times that's flipped and it's that hyper religious people are the people that would end up in like an un- underground bunker society either during or pretending that a cataclysmic event happened like i Suddenly feel like I'm if you told me mm-hmm. that this that this type of facility and thing sans robots doesn't have robots but is just a th- like we're making an entire race of insular underground people who l- are learning a very specific way, and you told me that was happening in Montana right now, I would believe you. I, would, I don't know I, about I specifically Montana, but yeah. No, if there's not a huge collection of... Uh, basically the movie Us, I guess. A bunch of people living underground and not realizing it. I mean, like, there's definitely... Like, there are... Also, I'm suddenly drawing parallels to Cloverfield Lane, which I didn't even think about. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- this mo- movie... There's a lot of locked in the basement... Locked in the wherever type of things. Locked in the closet. That exist. I think that underground, like, there is something very interesting about, like, insular underground societies um, and, like, the concept of the apocalypse and surviving it. I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. We've talked, I think we've talked about this before, but I want to bring it up right now just because I was talking about bunkers and the apocalypse. Uh, Do you want to live through the apocalypse? Um... Yeah. yeah. You know why? Why? Because I feel like if you survive the apocalypse, you have the suicide card in spades. Where, like, I want to survive the apocalypse. But you see how you want to be able to but kill if, yourself. If day two is really tough, <laughs> I'm like, all right, guys, let's just. If, I, if anyone asks, I got caught in the tsunami, all right? Just blow my brain. That's ridiculous. Up. You could just, yeah, you get the card to throw in the towel. You don't well, have no, to No, because I've always, I've always, like, it's one of those things that's like. Oh, uh, we've talked about I already know your stance. About that. We, when we were living together, I think your exact words were. If I found out the apocalypse happened, unless you were like really cool and like leaving immediately, I'd probably have to kill you right away. Just well, to be like, I'm not letting it. Or not that you'd thing. kill me right away, but it's like the moment that I was going to hold you up, you're dead. <laughs> or I'm gone. I I mean, I have very, I have very stringent <laughs> apocalypse standards. Uh-huh. If people that I, this is the thing, if people that I love and care about are with me and near me, uh, or if I have to go get them or anything like that, like if I know that they're around, um, I will be, I will, 
band together. I will fight tooth and nail. I will do what I need to do um, for friends and family. Uh, if you're by yourself. If I'm by myself, I'm going to be a murderous monster. <laughs> you're going to be? I will trust no one. You're a villain no on The one, Walking Dead. I'm, you're Negan. It's, no, because he makes a society. That's true, yeah. I have no interest in that. I want everybody to get away from me. I am I am not physically fit enough. I am not big enough as a human being to not spend most of my time in the apocalypse having terrible things happen to me. It's true. And so no, I don't want to be involved in any kind of like I, I I'll happily fight for myself. I'll kill people, take their stuff. I'll happily do all of that. But I have no interest in doing it. People are terrible. And I don't want to be near them at the worst times in life. Simultaneously, I have no interest in rebuilding society. The concept of we all survived in this bunker and then in a while we'll get out and all of us will work together to rebuild the world. I'm like, no. You're just not a team player then, Steven. This is all of humanity we're talking about. You can't. What do you? Yeah. You'd rather go yeah. mad maxing it on your dirt bike and killing people and taking their Ritz crackers instead of trying to recollect all of human existence and well, get it us going on, again. It's, this is the thing. You're selfish. I am. <laughs> it's you're weak. It's, <laughs> yes, you're right. I'm and not, hold on. Okay. Nothing. I got. Tell it. me. Go yeah, I'm also Something nothing. Else. I'm Something also else. nothing inside. <laughs> No, but I I just in the apocalypse kind of scenario I just don't have a uh I don't have a will. You to, don't have the motivation. I don't, I don't have a will yeah. to live enough. Um it's the kind of thing so that's wait, like, I still don't have a hard answer though. The nukes are dropping. Nukes are dropping? Do you get into the bunker or not? Um you get into the bunker, but when you get out you're like you go do your own thing. Uh I imagine you outside of the door right now making that noise. Uh, just how many movies you got down there? <laughs> how is it a flat screen or is it ah? Uh, it's a projector. Is it HD or is it? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think that like, do you have those little spongy dinosaurs in there? Yeah, do you have the little spongy dinosaurs? No, I think that like, I think I don't. It really depends if it's if it's just kind of like. I'm sure that out of I'm sure that in out of motivation of fear in a moment where it's like it's like bombs are coming. Yeah. I'll hide. In the same kind of way that's like though it's not true is that it's like if a tornado is coming you're like get in the basement. Yeah. Um though that's not true at least where I grew up in Ohio because Is it not true? Well, no, a tornado is coming means go out on your porch and look at it. <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> you meant like you're not going to be safe in your basement. Nah, everybody's supposed to be safe in the basement. You're supposed to get in the basement. You can tell when the tornado when is coming tornado, at you. <laughs> when a tornado is coming, we used to, we everybody we used to go out it. on their porch to see what it looked yeah. like. It would, it, it would have to be a tornado you physically can see right over there is coming at me, run to the basement. Then it's like, all right, like, fine, I'll go Then inside. we'll run to the basement. But like, it's the kind of thing where we, uh, we, as a kid, we consistently, if it was like, if it was hailing, that's a sign that a tornado is coming. And to us, it was a sign that we should go outside and see the hail. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's just built into me. But I'm also not that, uh, like I've been through tornadoes before and I'm not that afraid. Yeah. But also I haven't been through tornadoes that are like, 
you know, like Oklahoma, Kansas. Right, right, right. The tornadoes. crazy shit. Like yeah. the crazy, crazy shit. Like a serious man tornadoes. Um, like the movie Twister. Helen Hunt. Uh, great movie. Do you disagree? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't um, seen it in forever. I don't know. Is it a great movie? I loved it as a kid. Does it hold up? I think it actually holds up. I, I need to rewatch it, but I think I'd it holds like up. Watch that. Um, but this is my go- this is my suggestion for the next foreseeable future. I am mother. I dug it. Yeah, you're gonna be telling people. The to only watch other, Twister. I'm looking at my notes to see if there's anything else that I want to bring up. Anything you wanted to cover? Um, there was. There's two things that I want to bring up. One is uh is this movie is basically the movie Blast from the Past, but without Brendan Fraser. Oh shit. Um. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, except the apocalypse did happen. Yeah. Um, and then the other one that I had was, if there is mother, where is father? Did he leave for an e-cigarette and never come back? That's Why didn't you lead with that? Um, That's great. That's good writing. <laughs> That's very funny. Did he leave for an e-cigarette? Because he's, he's a robot. Because he's a robot. Well, if this movie was I Am Father, I mean, 10 minutes in, this robot would be probably slapping this girl around like, God damn it. The apocalypse sucks. Why can't fathers be nice to their no, kids? No, not in this film. No, <laughs> not well, in this film. A male robot, I feel like, is way more intimidating than a female robot. Even though I feel like a female robot's voice has more sinister intentions. I feel like robots are just terrifying to begin with. This robot was pretty cuddly. Not really. It had heating pads on it, so when it held you, you felt warm and comforted. There was no robot sex in this movie, too. That's another thing. I was very surprised. Once I there saw was, all the robots. There was definitely there was there was definitely a moment in the movie where especially once the sexual tension. No, no, once the brother was born and she's holding the baby, where I was like where I just I had this moment in my head where I was like, You do realize that you're gonna grow up to fuck this kid. Yep. Like there's no that like sixty three thousand no way around no. it. Sixty three thousand. No, like there's a good. Ge- it seems, be it seems the pool, there's right? a good yeah. gene pool, but like maybe don't call everybody brother, brother. and sister. Yeah. Like maybe don't do that because you're gonna end up fucking all. Actually, of them. I'm, I'm happy you you said that. That that reminded me. I have a I have a lot of cousins, as I said earlier, and I have a uh-huh. lot of cousins of cousins. And Did I you have fuck your cousin. No. <laughs> Although I've heard that being talked about on podcasts recently, and apparently more pop, more happens a lot more than you'd think. People fucking their own cousins. Um, I am not for that. Whatever. Anyway, no. But I had these cousins, or you cousins say that cousins. now? But. Yeah, right. I'm gonna meet some cousin tomorrow. I'm like, oh man, no, I'm not. Couple, uh, couple Jack and Cokes in, you know. <laughs> no, I have these uh, relatives in New Mexico where I went to go stay uh, with some family there. I'm talking about when I was like 10 years old. Yeah, and I stayed there for a week. And I met this uh, this daughter brother combo that would refer to each other as brother and sister. Not not brother daughter brother sister combo. They refer to each other as brother and sister. Where it would be like, brother, are you going outside? Oh, that's creepy. Oh, sister. Shit. And I send that to them. Then at ten, I was like, why do you guys oh, call each other brother that's and really sister? Creepy. They're like, because that's my brother, that's my sister. I was like, you guys shouldn't say that. Like people are gonna think it's really weird because I, I think say. It's really weird. I mean, like I will say things like that. Joking, yes, yeah, to sound crazy, <laughs> or These or just like sincerely. like I feel like both. I feel like all, all three of us, me and my two older brothers, all like if we call each other, we answer the phone, or we, or we, the first thing we say if we're the one calling, is that we're like, "Hello, it's your brother," or <laughs> we'll be like, or we'll answer the phone like, "Hello, brother," like we don't, yeah, 
you know, usually that's how we answer it, but that's just because we're being stupid. Me and my brothers, it's almost always an insult. Almost always like, what the fuck do you want, you yeah. fat piece of <laughs> shit? And I'm like, what are you doing later? <laughs> but, all right, I think we should wrap up. Final final thoughts? Um, Yeah, I think, I, I mean, like, I'm just going to stick with what I said, is that it's like... It's fair. It's if, fair. You're, if, you, if you really like sci-fi, um, it's a good little sci-fi movie. Uh, if you... If you're just a like a civilian who's just out there hanging out looking for things on Netflix, not our listeners. I don't no think you should. There. I don't think you should pick up this movie. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that amazing. I think it's more accessible than you give. I'm going to stick with, of course, stream it. I would. Uh, this is going to be this my is, go-to suggestion. This is my thing. Is that if I want, if I want, like, if I want like sci-fi, weird, crazy movie with lots of layers about a person stuck in a place. And escaping in some capacity, I'm going to tell everybody to watch Ex Machina. I didn't tell them to watch both. I like both movies a lot. And they're de- I think they're very different. They're very, very different, but also have a lot of similarities. Definitely some similar themes and ask similar questions. Uh, yeah, I think we're the type of people, though, where we go after the movie. If you're the type of person where you can allow the movie to come to you, you'll enjoy this movie a lot more. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah. again, I was watching this with my brother. Four minutes in, he's like, so they're not going to explain how the world ended? And I'm like, we're four minutes into a two-hour movie. But then, funnily enough, they never did explain it. So, fair play to him. Uh, I'm going to stick with stream this movie. I what like are it. other, what are other like, apocalypse movies you would recommend? The Road. Um, Mad Max, as we were talked about. Uh, Pontypool, you know, one of my favorites. Pontypool was great. To that. Pontypool was a great fucking movie. Uh, I don't know. Those are those are the ones that come to my head immediately. But why wow, you got something in mind though? No, I was just. I mean, I was. I love apocalypse movies. I love end of the world movies. I like disaster movies and stuff like that. I think that there's like there's a couple where it's like, um, like there's stupid fun, which I think is like Zombie Land. Zombie Land is great as a zombie movie. Excited for the sequel. Um. And then there's uh like like 2012, is a terrible movie but really fun. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of other just like the road is the road is great but also like I mean it's also like a very depressing movie. The road is just painful. If you want drama and dark, dark, dark. Um. Shit. Actually, you know my favorite. It's not the end of the world, but it's like cataclysmic events happening that nobody talks about anymore. Is uh, Children of Men. Children of Men, great movie. Children of Men great is the movie. movie. If if I was gonna like that's that's my I'd argue like, that that counts as end of the world. It's just a slow burn though, because it's no a more, slow no burn end of the world, babies, but it's know? but it's uh that movie is ridiculously good. It's so fucking and good. It's kinda slept on. Like nobody really talks it about it. It is slept on. It's almost hard to get through at points, I feel like, just because it's a... Uh, I don't know, it's depressing, it's a loud, angry movie a lot at times, and yeah. it doesn't seem like it's gonna work out. Well, it's a but casual. It's, it. it's casually like loud and angry. Yeah, in the sense that it is like one of the first scenes in that movie is uh, Clive Owen moment. is Clive Owen gets a cup of coffee, walks out of the coffee shop, and then the coffee shop explodes in a terrorist attack. And it's one of those moments where it's like he's just so casual, but then everything goes to hell around him. Yeah, and it's kind of like that's kind of the whole movie. Is that it's like he's pretty casual in a lot of different scenarios, and then the world just goes to hell in a handbasket. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that there's because there's 
there's some good and bad apocalypse movies. I mean, this is a pretty good. It's a this is a well made. This is a good movie. It's a good little. It's, it's a definitely good a good movie, start for the director. I mean, I'd be very curious to see. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I'm curious next. to see what else. What what else he'll make and what what he would be able to do with something, but um, I don't think Hillary Swank's going to be able to bounce back from her performance. But I'm excited to see what else the director has in store for us. I I don't know what Hillary is she a good actress or not. I can't figure it out. I don't think so. <laughs> I think she's been in great I stuff think, and she has I moments of greatness. But there's a lot of times I'm watching her and I'm like, nah. Well, no, this is uh, my opinion. My opinion on Hillary Swank is from what I've seen of her work, which is a reasonable amount of stuff, is uh, if she's got a character that she's going to play, like like a true, like, there's some there's some weird shit going on. Uh, like Million Dollar Baby, yeah. where it's like there's some heavy, weird stuff going on. I feel like she does a really great job with it. Um, but they there's been a bunch of movies where they've ca- tried to stick her into, like, leading lady... Mm romantic whatever roles and i'm like this just doesn't work like i don't know whether you've ever seen the terrible movie that she's in that's the core no oh my god the core is, is that when they of, go to the middle of the earth yeah oh, the core is one of my favorite bad movies terrible fucking movies because what happens in the core is that she is a an astronaut and then she gets tapped to to be like the co-pilot of this ship that's going to the center of the earth and um the guy that plays two-face in um in the dark knight trilogy uh, uh yeah. his name is escaping me right I know now uh he's in the movie as like the male lead and then they also have uh Stanley Tucci's in it who's playing like a ridiculously shitty mathematician and stuff like that it's just like it's a big ball of no (laughs) like it's a big ball of not good but at the same time it's so not good that it it's beautiful you can't wait for i can't i love it and uh and it's so ridiculous but at the same time they uh like those like like Hillary Swank is supposed to become the love interest in it and she's supposed to be this and like you're looking at her and you're like no (laughs) <laughs> like she just it just doesn't work. It just like she doesn't work as that character. And I feel like they they've cast her. She she almost is one of those people where I almost feel like it's like she's pigeonholed into what Hollywood does with um leading lady actress actresses, mm-hmm. which is like no you can't just go play characters. Like she's a character. Like I think that she would be a really good character actor where they just give her like a really solid weird fucked up shit to do. Yeah. And then she does it, and um, and I think she's really good in those types of roles. But like the stuff where she's just playing like a person, if she doesn't have I that really much meat like. on the bone, yeah. Like I don't really like her in those roles. I hear that. Yeah, there wasn't that much to the, her character in this movie. I feel like, which that's why her doing the turn where she lied to daughter was it finally. I was like, oh, yeah. this is interesting that there's you. You have ulterior motives too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, she she was good in this, but she wasn't amazing. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Still a powerful film. My favorite close. Captio- <laughs> my favorite closed captioning moment. <laughs> I'll just say this. I just paused it at the right part, and it said, uh, "Closed captioning said Johnny Carson's voice echoing distinctively." 
I thought, oh, yeah, wow, we didn't really okay. get to Johnny Carson and that whole thing. That's a great way to re-educate people about how Earth was, you know? I mean, it is, but at the same time, I'm like, does she watch anything other than Johnny Carson? All Johnny or is all it the time. just Johnny? Just Johnny. What if this entire society was set up to where, like, their god was going to be Johnny Carson? You get out, Johnny Carson's in, like, a mech warrior suit. <laughs> Floating head Johnny Carson is like Johnny children of Earth. Mother, mother is the brain of Johnny Carson. <laughs> well, put into a robot. Uh, it seems that I can't really do a Johnny impression, but you really can't. <laughs> I need something like an envelope, and I say it's. Uh, I can't do Johnny Carson, but I don't. I oh wait, don't, so another day, try. another million dollars. Um, nonetheless, uh, are you? So you're sticking with Stream It? I'm sticking with Stream It. I think this movie's fucking cool. Cool. I'm sticking with down stream it, but if you love sci-fi, stream it. All right. Uh, you got anything? You got anything to plug? Any weird stuff? Dennis Rooney Seven on Instagram, Netflix Book Club on Instagram. Uh, rate, review, subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. We should be on Spotify soon. Working on that, but we're definitely on Stitcher, iTunes. Like the Facebook page. Leave comments. DM us on any of these platforms for suggestions on stuff to watch or just any interesting points. Maybe we'll bring them up in the podcast. Yeah. Anything for you? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> everything I said doubled. Yeah, everything that you said doubled, and then uh, past that, no, I don't. I don't really have anything to plug right now. All right, cool. So, uh, great book club. Everybody, yeah. say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>